Good evening and welcome to the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. I'm Todd. I'm joined as always by my buddy Rob. What's up, Rob? Good evening, everyone. Yes, hopefully everyone is doing well. Rob and I are recording this in advance of the <laughs> a game that we didn't think we would see, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I feel like I'm going to puke. Yes. I'm, I'm, my hands are like shaking already. <laughs> I, was, I was fine till like 10 minutes ago and now I... Oh, I'm going to have an anxiety attack. We are, yeah, it is um, Thursday night, and we are recording this in advance of Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Finals, both really excited and nervous and maybe going to puke about the Caps. Um, yeah. But it's a fun one. So, yeah, trying to be confident. Trying to be yes. confident. Um, as always, we're brought to you by Pale Fire Brewing in Harrisonburg, Virginia. I actually got a chance to go to Pale Fire last weekend at the alumni conference. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it was fun. Um such a, I, such a cool tasting room. Oh, it was. It was great. And uh, sorry about that, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> it it did. Um, yeah, it did. Uh, it, they recognized the podcast. So nice. somebody somebody said something to them, and I was like, ah. Oh. And uh, last summer uh, or last year in the football season, there were a couple times when we had said something, and I thought the people didn't even know who we were, no, <laughs> which is fine. No clue. We, right. Yeah. But this time they're like, oh yeah, people ask all the time, and we give away a lot of these glasses. So that was great. Thank you. Oh, that's great. Everybody. I'm glad it, glad it's working out for him. Yeah, thank you to everybody there at Pale Fire, and uh, we're excited about that. So hopefully we'll get a chance to uh, get down there. It's the only we're like not even less than three months away from football now, so it's that time. Um, we don't have much tonight. Rob and I are obviously plugged in watching the Caps, um, but we are really excited. We have a short interview with. The, go- the, the, uh, the guest we've been hoping for for a couple of weeks, uh, the national champ- championship winning coach, Shelly Clay-Spockham. Uh, Rob got to do the interview in the preseason, and uh, I got to do the interview with Shelly in the postseason. So we hope that you all enjoy it. We are so appreciative to Chris Brooks, the SID, who's been helping us out with that, to Shelly uh, for taking the time. She gave us all the time I could ask for. Rob, I think you'll get a kick out of it. I definitely was geeking out about it quite a bit well, that's good yeah. I mean, yeah just echo what you said chris has been fantastic yeah. uh, since we started this thing but really was great and <clears throat> showed a lot of patience with us as we hounded him about getting coach on and yeah I'm, I'm again i'm really happy she took the time oh she did she's been she really hasn't had any downtime since the season ended you know no, coaching and going like awards crazy. award shows and things like that yeah and uh it was a lot of fun to talk to her i think that she i don't know <laughs> i think she at least appreciated that maybe my enthusiasm made up for my lack of expertise so so if nothing else thanks to everybody at jmu for the first successful jmu sports blog podcast all the people that have helped us along the way this year as this was the last i guess really officially the last podcast of the 2017-2018 jmu athletics year and rob and i either next week or the week after uh we'll be back with uh, we'll start looking forward to next year and just doing lots of fun Summer dog dance thing. <laughs> so, yeah, it'll be fun. All right. So just, um, all right, you want to just kick it over to the interview? Yep. Here's our interview with Coach Shelley. Thanks, y'all. Hello? Coach? Yes. Yes. Hi, this is Todd from Jamie Sports Blog. How are you? I'm good. How about you? Oh, I'm great. Thank you so much for taking the time with us uh, tonight. We really, really appreciate it. I think our first thing to say is congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So you got to talk to uh, Rob in the preseason, and I think you'll get me tonight. I think he's uh, stuck at a little uh, 
softball practice tonight for his kids. So Oh nice. Yeah, yeah. But um we are so thankful for you coming on. And I, I guess, you know, I should let you talk, but uh the first thing is we just wanted to say what you made us fans big time this year. And uh awesome. we are so, so appreciative and uh just so excited. Like I think so many of us in JMU Nation have been the last couple of weeks and uh we just wanted to say thanks. I'm sure you've done a million of these interviews the last couple of weeks, but we can't tell you from the fan perspective what it means uh, for you to take the time for one more. <laughs> so Absolutely. Thank you. Um, Coach, I, I have to kind of start with uh, one funny thing. We, I don't know, you may have heard this before, but in the preseason, we asked you and Rob kind of put you on the spot and said, is the goal a national championship? And you never missed a beat <laughs> in saying you're darn right it is. Um, and then Rob and I talked after we talked to you and we said, should we take that out? I feel like we put her on the spot. And uh, sure enough, here we are all these months later. So thank you to you and your team. No problem. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know if you felt that way when we asked you that question, but I told Rob. I, I don't remember. Yeah, I, I don't so. remember. I figured you do a million of these. <laughs> but Rob, we hung up that night and Rob texted me and said, you got to take that out. I feel like I really put her on the spot there. So, no, uh, I just go with the gut, man. Yeah. I go with my gut. Well, you were right all along. We should never have questioned it. So, absolutely. Yeah. So, before we get to the final four, we have a funny question about Florida and UVA, uh, the teams you guys played earlier in the tournament. Uh, I watched both of those games and I felt like I had seen you all down here in North Carolina at High Point earlier in the season. And that was a fast paced, high scoring game. And we had watched you all a few other times during the season. Were Florida and UVA intentionally trying to slow you all down? Do you think in hindsight? You know what? <laughs> I haven't, I don't, I did not notice if that's what their intention was. Mm -hmm. I, um, I thought that they, like in the second game versus UVA compared to the first game, mm -hmm. I thought they valued their possessions better. Gotcha. So if in taking advantage of their possession, you see them slowing it down, I can understand that. But to me, I think that what grew in our reputation as the year went on was actually how strong our defensive unit was. Sure. And I think that people weren't necessarily prepared for the work that their offense was going to have to do. Mm -hmm. They were so focused in on what their defense was going to have to do to try to defend us. Yes. And um, I think that like for UVA in particular, they just were way more productive on the offensive end. I think because they actually were willing to do the work to create better chances. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, we just I, I, we in when we looked after the final four, we kind of looked back and thought about those two games. And I have to say, as a fan who doesn't know a whole lot, when you all got to that final four, both against Carolina and then, of course, against BC, it was like you all were at light speed com yeah. compared to those first two games. I mean, that well, was I think amazing too, to watch. Now you're talking about yeah. adding a layer of um, so all these teams that you're speaking about they didn't have a lot of zone uh, experience leading mm -hmm. into our game. But I think that uh, UNC and BC, because of their transition game, it, the, the game still moved. Well, the, the UNC game, we had created a, a, a nice lead. Yeah, you put but, them in a hole and they sort of right. had to chase the game a little bit. Yeah. But with BC, their ride kept them in the game and created a lot of 
chances for them for on sure. the offensive end. And I just, I think, but by that point, teams were starting to get a better sense for what they had to do to create goals against our defense. Well, we had talked before the tournament about you all and, you know, obviously without talking to you about it. And we thought you, I think what some of those teams thought, which is there was depth on offense for JMU that we were sure would score goals. And we thought this team would go as far as the defense carried them. And that seemed to start with your goalkeeper. Um, I don't know how you felt, but we were thrilled with the contribution that Molly Doherty made in the tournament, especially that first half of the North Carolina game it felt like your defense really kept you all in it. So, yeah. Yeah. She just seemed to be the glue, you know, like the person that just kind of cleaned up all the trash in the defensive unit. We be, even before we had made the decision to go with her, we knew we had a great defensive unit in front of the goaltender. And so it was mm-hmm. just make it a really tough decision on who we were going to make our goalie. Both goalies were playing so well but when Molly stepped in midway through the season and just played at a really high level Mm -hmm. at such a young age we had decided why not try her in a starting position we don't even know and once we did that she just kind of solidified things and I think that that's when we felt as a coaching staff we had everything we needed that was Mm -hmm. like the last Piece to the <laughs> That's, yeah, solidifying that goalie decision. Yeah, yeah. Before I move on from the defense, you all have a lot of returning players on the D. Um, I know you all are graduating and losing some players up front, a lot of the big names, but it looks like you all have a lot of your players back on D. Um, is that kind of exciting for you as a coach to maybe think about leading from that part of the field next year? Yeah, well, I mean, starting top down with retaining our defensive coach, you know, that's what oh, I okay. Now. Yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. luck, luckily for me, I have a coach that um, is fantastic. Um, but then who's that? Her Emily Bossano. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, yeah. She she's a two time silver medalist with Team Canada. Um, uh-huh. She just turned down a huge offer to Ohio State um, to be their associate head coach to stay with us. So I'm just I'm really just so happy I have her. But what I have with her is a coach who can coach a system. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we had some special individuals this year that I think were celebrated through the system. But we have a system that can retain any individual. And as long as they're willing to play within the system, Mm -hmm. then they then their athleticism can be celebrated. And I think that we showed that this year. We've been developing this over the last three years together, working together, and I think that this team is ready to take on any individual. And we have two or three other players that we were utilizing throughout the year that we think fit right into the mold of what we're looking for. You know, obviously we're going to graduate a ton, like Mm -hmm. you mentioned, but the system is what was stifling for everyone. Well, yeah, Um, I think of players like – your freshman, Katie Chukoski, who didn't play a ton in the tournament, but certainly looks ready to keep going, right? Well, even more so if you're just talking specifically about defense. Oh, yeah. Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte Haggerty, yeah. a freshman, stepped in for us for the last 20 minutes of the championship game and killed it. We talked about her. Just, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Just her tenacity, her speed and transition – She's, you know, she stepped into a senior position, you know, Mm -hmm. Corinne Schmidt is a 
huge player for us. And when she double yellow carded out of the game, that was game changing for us. Yeah. And to see that freshman step in to Schmitty, let it go and just try to coach the team instead. Like mm-hmm. that, that shows what I'm talking about. It's a system that the athletes get and they can step in as individuals and persevere. Well, we joked even in the North Carolina game, when you all had a little bit of a slow start, um, I think it was Haggerty that scored the very first goal to kind that was of Florida or the Florida game was it Florida. Florida. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then she, you know, made the big play at the end to on that. I guess she earned the penalty or the end of the final um, yes. as well, kind of chasing down that draw. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, she's just, she's been great for us yeah. all year long, you know, and even as we started to streamline our subbing um, into the late part of the NCAAs, you know, she was a staple mm-hmm. come, you know, for us. And we are, we're really excited. I mean, we have great talent. Um, we had, you know, a senior class who stepped up tremendously for us in all facets of the game. Mm-hmm. But we do feel confident that we can use this energy to keep us moving forward. Okay, cool. Um, before we let the senior class go, I mean, obviously, that was, I don't even know what to say about the performance of Sort of the big four, right? Warden, Kerrigan, Romesburg, um, who am I missing? And Gaudian, right? Right. I mean, just an incredible performance. And I know for us. And you're leaving out Tooker and all Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's the beauty and of Morgan the Morgan Hart scored class. a bunch of goals. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the Haley Warden thing was really fun to watch as a fan who had watched a number of games this year. I mean, I'm not any better than your average uncle on the sidelines watching this. But, you know. Obviously, some of the teams, in the, especially in the Final Four, sort of determined they were going to try to take Gaudian away, it looked like, to us. Right. Mm-hmm. And the way that Haley just seemed to step up and decide, well, if you're not going to cover me, I'm going to score goals every time. <laughs> I mean, that was amazing to watch from our point of view. I don't know if that's exactly what you all were thinking as a team. But it was... Yeah. And yeah. No, you hit the nail in, in, on the <laughs> head. Like, it, it, it is... Um... We, but we, we understood that was what was going to happen. Okay. Like we, um, you know, Haley's that player that, um, you know, as a coach, you love to hate, hate to love because <laughs> as, you, as you're growing her, as you're trying to build her, you know, she, she understands so much that she almost tries to overthink things. And, you know, she uh, latched on to that whole concept of, being the second assist kid. I don't know if you guys follow hockey, but you know, mm-hmm. like that whole com- you know, concept of second assist, you know, I am going to be the glue of the system. I'm going to be the one who, you know, brings the strong side to the weak side mm-hmm. and really, you know, be the glue to the offensive unit. And in doing so, I'm willing to sacrifice scoring goals for this team. Yeah. But anyone who understands the sport is going to understand my sacrifice and value me as a player. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, for her to embody that, but then to understand that that gets you so far, if we really want to be all that we can be, mm-hmm. now step up and show us what you can do. And I think the Maryland game regular season, she waited till the second half gotcha. to show that offensive um, risk-taking mentality that we were looking for. And we laid into her about that. You know, she had <laughs> openings in the first half that she didn't take. Mm-hmm. We, if we really truly want to be that team that can beat Maryland, right? Which, in our eyes, was 
the national championship game, <laughs> then, you know, we're going to need you to step up for this team. And she was ready. She understood all along oh, yeah. that the other players were going to draw the strongest defensive weapons and that that was her ticket. And she took full advantage. Yeah, it was. I think the entire NCAA tournament. Yes. I mean, the way she competed for draws against all these big name, big conference players was fabulous, too. I mean, yeah, from, you know, she might have lost that stat 10 to eight or something, but it was certainly enough for you all to win. And it was it was just so much fun. I mean, I don't know if you've had a chance to rewatch the game with the commentary, but it was a lot of fun as a JMU fan to hear them kind of discover JMU. Exactly. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you just as a former player and someone who's played, been around the game a long time, you know, that championship game felt like, I mean, Rob and I wrote on the blog, that was the highest level of sport at any level. I mean, it was just great competition. And I would have died if you all had lost at the end, of course. But, <laughs> right. But, but I would have, but as a fan and just someone kind of learning the game, that was a completely different world for me than watching you all say play high point early in the season. Um, right. Do you, like, do you really, I mean, is that, I guess we were just kind of thinking, I mean, JMU, this, this big breakthrough, like what's your perspective on what this game means in terms of those two teams that were both competing for their first title had knocked out the big names, you know, on Friday night. Like what are, what does that mean? Do you think for, not just for JMU, but for your sport? Well, I think it's just where our sport is. You know, you, you referenced the commentating. Um, you know, I heard um, one of the female commentators say that she's never seen our sport look so good. Yes. Um, and I really value that statement because our sport is such an athletic sport. We've gone through some huge growing pains over the last couple of years. And you know, just as recent as the last year that Mickey Matthews was with us. So what was that about seven years ago? Yeah. Four, four, four and a half, five four, years ago. Four yeah. and a half. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So five years ago, Mickey Matthews was in my office the week after the uh, women's lacrosse division one championship complaining about how boring it was to watch. Oh. <laughs> two teams go after it, but yet there was no rules about stalling. And I think oh, yeah. I don't remember who was in the game at the time, mm -hmm. but whomever won that game held the ball the majority of the game. And so somebody that was an interested fan trying to get an understanding of what this game was about found himself bored in a yes. national right. championship game. And, and he was saying that all great sports go through what our sport needs to go through and here we are five years later having been now on the other side of that growth with the shot clock and mm -hmm. you know um just some of the the free start the free movement mm -hmm. the 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 free starts you know it's made such a huge difference in our game and i think it really just shows how exciting the game of lacrosse can be so for us to be doing it in a time where the sport is at its height mm -hmm. is just i think incredibly um exciting for the university oh it is i can't tell you i mean rob and i have over the years we've been doing this almost 10 years and we've met obviously a million people through football and basketball mainly um who are you know all the people we go tailgate at football games with and so many of them reached out to us 
during your two games in the final four. And obviously we're watching them on television for the first time and they couldn't believe like how fast the game was and like sort of the, just, I, I think so many people wrote to us and said, this is incredible. Like these right. athletes are in incredible shape. Like they're running up and down more than any other sport we've seen, you know? That's why um, I talk about it being a combination of soccer and basketball. Yeah. Yeah. And that was just so much fun to watch. Um, I wanted to give you one chance. I have a funny, I have a fan question and, and a little look to next year, but I did want to give you a chance. We've talked about a lot of players tonight. Um, you know, is there anyone, you mentioned your assistant coach um, on, that's coaching your defense. Is there anyone else on the team that we, maybe you want to mention, or it can be on the team or in the coaching staff or in the support staff that maybe fans haven't heard about that you just might point out to us how important they were to this run? That's kind of a weird question, but so, I well, know there's so weird. many. You can't, right? It's just so many. Yeah. I mean, um, but I think that's why we hit the level that we hit. Everybody that was involved in our program made an impact. Um, you know, you know, Carrie Sudhoff, our, our other coach that, you know, our paid oh, nice. coach, she, mm -hmm. she's a professional player on the Baltimore. Our goalies, our draws. He's the creativity on offense with the flips and the hidden ball tricks and mm. you know, the flash and the flare of the game. You know, you have Colleen yeah. Shear, who was our skills technical coach, who came in and her goal was to limit our turnovers so that we can compete for a national championship. And that's exactly what happened. You did. You know, she'd been at UVA for 20, 19 years, 19 of the last 21 years. She had been to the championship game. This was her ninth time. <laughs> this is only her second time she's won it. Isn't that incredible? And she did it at JMU. And right. she did it in her first year at JMU, you yep. know? And, and that's just the coaching staff. And then when you look at the athletes, like Elena Romesburg, she won the, um, the, 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 the Title 90 award. Yeah, for the highest uh, GPA in the tournament, right? Highest GPA in the tournament, yeah. you know? Nobody in the CAA nor JMU has ever won that award. Um, you know, awesome. I mean, there's just so, yeah. there's just so many levels to what we experienced this year. Um, yeah. And that's why we're national champions. Have you gotten to see, so Romesburg leads me to my first um, fan question. Have, have you gotten to see any of the little clips of the, uh, I know Romesburg's a great student, but of the BC fans complaining about the little takedown after the goal. I have not seen any of oh, the comments. Oh, well, you obviously, I figured you didn't. And obviously you guys are on the road and you're coming home and you're doing a million interviews. But during the game on Twitter, this was definitely a big thing. That Boston College had scored a goal and the girl kind of ran by the cage. And in, in real time, it looked like she just tried to run into Romesburg. Um, and then they showed a slow-mo of it. And they, she had run into her, but Romesburg had also given her a little, just a little love tap. <laughs> and the girl fell down and the Boston college fans of course went nuts. And right. all the Jamie fans were like, this is the national title. Like, <laughs> what are we here? Right. Like? And I think <laughs> you see after that play where she's just like, what, I don't know what just happened. Right. You know, and that's the reality of Elena yeah. Romsberg. She plays with so much fire. There's no um, ill will. She has mm -hmm. no malicious intent. You know, she's just playing hard. She's going to mm -hmm. do what it takes. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and she's able to walk away from the play and let it go. And that's what I was really proud of her about was oh, just yeah. her ability to let it go. Yeah. Um, you know, she's a fiery competitor, no doubt about it. Yeah. One more player um, we want, I, I guess I should ask you about is Hannah Haven. So she's yes. a, she has another year with you, correct? Right. Right. And um, she's a player that I, we had kind of joked about this year. She looks like to us. Uh, we keep saying she's never met a shot she didn't like. Um, but she was a great team player Stepped in that up. run to the tournament. Yeah, she really did. And those first couple goals, I mean, that, they were big goals. And she, I think she scored the one when you all actually fell behind 10 to 8 after halftime. And I think we were after all having been After having yeah. been face guarded for a while, not touching the ball. And that's the yeah. beauty of this team this year. You know, the first goal was Katie Kerrigan getting face guarded, had never been face guarded. She had been shut off from the ball, limited touches, but never face guarded. Mm-hmm. She's being face guarded in the final four and the first goal of the on-ball pick for Hannah Haven. That's yep. just Katie Kerrigan's basketball knowledge. Then, yeah. you know, Hannah Haven gets put into a situation where she's being face guarded in and out of the game, having mm-hmm. had never experienced that before the national championship game. She started us off strong. They went into a face guard, and then she was able to step out of that and find a goal late in the half to secure the win. And these are the kinds of, like, you know. Yeah, it seemed like a team, team win, for sure. Events yeah. that were just a typical day for JMU Dukes. Mm-hmm. Well, I have two more little fan questions on that. Um, I won't ask you about the player's father's re-embrace of the Baja men who let the dogs out. Um, and I won't ask you about your little team hashtag DDP. Um, but has the variation at the end of the fight song always been around the lacrosse program? Did you have you, you know, the little woof at the end of the fight song? JMU, whoop, whoop, whoop. that thing is awesome. We love oh, it. Well, yeah, your team was know. doing it after every game, and we didn't know if that was like a program thing. We had never noticed it in other sports, but we loved it. <laughs> it the barking of the dog um, right. is definitely a staple of the program. That's actually <laughs> something that Coach Werner, he was a strength coach oh. for a very long time, <laughs> uh, implemented into the program back in the 90s. And uh-huh. so, as an athlete during that time, well, before Amy Brew, oh, yeah. it would have been <laughs> oh, it would have been more along the lines of the mid '90s. And gotcha. so, um, that was when I was an athlete. Mm-hmm. And then when you know we, we just we barked. That's what we did. We barked yeah. like a Duke dog because we <laughs> were Duke dogs. That's right. And so when I came back as a head coach, um, I did remind them of what it looked like, felt like, and sounded like to bark like a Duke dog. <laughs> and that's just always been a part of our program. I love it. We love it. Um, and that is our last thing. So I, you, you said you probably haven't watched much coverage, but uh, I think you are. I did watch the Final Four and well, the championship okay. Because I was going to say, um, I think there is a new, a new queen in the, in the valley of locker room speeches. I think Mike Houston has uh, lost the title here for a little while. So um, I don't know. I, I, know. I like his point of contact references. I want to know <laughs> what that means. Right. Oh, well, I, I, so many fans reached out or made jokes or talked to us. I was actually up there this weekend at the alumni conference. And so many people mentioned 
that he's really going to have to step his game up this fall. Uh, <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I think that uh, we're not intimidated by anyone after the North Carolina game was the one that just made people go nuts. So did you put any thought to that or do you not even think about the cameras being in there? <laughs> I, that's the one that I have not seen yet. Uh- <laughs> um, except for the small snippets that our um, videographer picked up for our, um, our, you know, the GMU videos, but um, that is, you know, at this point, 20 years in, it's 100% emotionally driven. You know, it Mm -hmm. is, you might have one or two points of emphasis that you're going to try to focus on, Mm -hmm. but it is, it is led from the heart. That's so good to hear. Yeah. Last uh, at the alumni conference, you asked us about hockey before Um, they definitely wheeled a television into the award ceremony. So everyone could watch the caps. Um, I think there were multiple people with red caps jerseys on over their formal wear <laughs> into at JMU this weekend. Um, nice. And that was when we all were like, we're not intimidated by anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So I thought you would like that. Um, well, coach, I, I don't really, I mean, we don't know what to say. This was such an unexpected, uh, unexpected for us, not for you, but as fans, what a pleasant surprise to end an incredible year at JMU. Um, athletics wise. I, I think that so many fans, I, I, I think I speak for a lot of them when I say it's not the way we thought we were going to spend our Memorial Day weekend. And it was a hell of a lot of fun. So we just can't thank you and your team and everybody that everybody that worked on this so hard enough. Um, you know, it sounds weird to say thank you for winning, but it, it really was. It was something we hadn't, hadn't expected. And we are so looking forward to seeing where the program goes from here. Um, and we're that's really awesome. Yeah. So and yeah. I'm, I, I love it because to be honest, you know, this is all we're looking for. You know, we know we have something special and we mm-hmm. love that people are starting to notice it. And welcome to the family because you know, <laughs> we're all one, right? Yeah. Let's go. Yes. Well, those dads can certainly host a tailgate. Um, that was classic Bridgeport Stadium tailgating. It looked like <laughs> even in the rain on Sunday. So. Well, you know, we're like football. We're a tailgating sport. We know how to do it. That's to right. Up. That's right. So anyways, thank you so much for taking the time, Coach. And, no problem. Um, we will hit you up again next year before the season. <laughs> so good that luck with the great. off season and all the recruiting. And um, congratulations again. Thank you so much. Thanks, Coach. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. And we're back. Uh, once again, thank you all for Joining us tonight, we're not going to do an overtime. Our overtime tonight is hopefully staying up all night, watching lots of coverage of some trophy being skated around. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was, I was supposed to meet Yari downtown. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, James, uh, my kid at a baseball game. It just mm-hmm. ended now. And I was like, oh, I'll just hop on the Metro and get a – I thought we were going to the watch party. He parked it in a bar. You can't get into any bar. There's yeah. been a lot. They're literally Steinberg and people, yeah. all the post reporters are tweeting. Yeah. There's, there's lines around the block. To yeah. get into any bar, it looks to be like thousands, like Mardi Gras crowded by the portrait gallery steps already. So I might be. Yeah. Well, if it doesn't go the way we all want it to this evening, uh, it's going to be very hard for me not to uh, not to be motivated to join you on Sunday evening <laughs> or Sunday afternoon. Yeah, yes. I don't know. So. I, I'm, I might go with my superstitious self. Like I've got this thing where yeah. I watch the Caps in the playoffs for the first period. Yeah. Then I run to the gym during <laughs> intermission. Yeah. And and get home time, it's, time it so I get back with like twelve or thirteen minutes. Just I don't really get a full workout in. Yeah. I just try to calm down and keep from 
puking <laughs> and like relaxing and it tends to be good luck good stuff always happens when i disappear so. that's awesome we shall see well thanks again to pale fire um thanks to everybody who's listening and thank you to everybody at the alumni conference last weekend um for who said something ni- kind or nice about what we've been doing with the podcast this year um eric I know in particular we wanted to talk about it and a big congrats to Trip Hughes and Caitlin Holbrook, a couple of friends of the pod who um, will be on the alumni association board of directors this coming year. So that was kind of cool to hear. So um, Rob, I will talk to you next week. All right. Have a good one, everybody. Go Dukes.